today's episode, we were talking about pelvic floor. We're also going to talk about leaking and sex. So I want to give you that disclaimer right now. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. I am very excited today to welcome Julie. Is it Demir's Julie? How do I say your last name? Demers. That's Demers. how I see it. But in French, we say Demers. Oh, there we go. Even better. Okay. And you can hear her cool accent. Today, we are going to talk about something that we all need to talk about, ladies. But we don't really know how, except for maybe if you've had a glass or two of wine and then the real truth keeps coming out of your mouth. So, Julie, what is your specialty? Well, I am a pelvic floor physical therapist, um, and I'm helping women who are dealing with bladder leaks uh, in their lives. Um, and I've been doing that for almost 13 years now. So I- I've seen a lot of women uh, having to deal with those things. I am so glad we get to talk about this because as a mom to three, and I've taught stroller fitness before. Um, this was definitely something that comes up, especially if it's your first kid or even just years later. My mom has seen a pelvic floor therapist um, at, over the age of 50. She was having, she thought was consistent UTIs. Sorry, mom, if you feel like I shouldn't share this. <laughs> Too bad. Um, but we decided after reading, we found it a magazine in like prevention, an article in prevention magazine about pelvic floor about 10 years ago. And I was like, mom, you should look into this. And luckily she lives in an area where, where they offered it 10 years ago. So tell us more about the pelvic floor. Where exactly is it? And does it have something to do with Kegels? <laughs> um well, let's answer the second question first. Well, yes, it has something to do with Kegels. And then I'll, I'll explain a bit better. But, um, so the pelvic floor is a group of muscles that are in the bottom of your pelvis. So it's kind of why it has its name. So it's the floor of your pelvis. Um, and often women start having problems with their pelvic or they learn about it because it, it does happen sometimes in teens when they do like really extreme sports. Okay. But let's, uh, let's go back to <laughs> when women really start to hear about it. It's often after having a baby because those muscles need to stretch to let the, the baby out or it has a lot of uh, weight on it from being pregnant and having the baby always putting its weight on our pelvic floor and all our or all of organs have a lot of weight and then they put their weight on the pelvic floor and so then they let start me pause having for a second. Can you yes. experience pelvic floor issues if you don't give birth vaginally? That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so if you're a mom who's given birth through cesarean section, this is still important to know about. Yes, because the pelvic floor doesn't work alone okay. and uh, it works with 
a group of muscles that are our core muscles. So uh, our abdominals, our back muscles, and our diaphragm, they all work together. So if you had a C-section, they did cut into your abdominal muscles. So it will impact your pelvic floor. Uh, sometimes you might not have leaks, but your pelvic floor might be functioning a little bit differently. And then the other time that women hear about their pelvic floor is at menopause. And because your hormones change, often, you know, the weakness or the things that hasn't yeah. been working well in the past few years, then it, they show up because of the change you have in your body. Then the things that you have been living with for a long time are then showing up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then you start having a little bit more leaks and they start bothering you a little bit more. So, um, so yeah, so those muscles are really important into keeping, well, holding, um, uh, the PN, so yeah. really making sure that you don't <laughs> leak. But they are also important uh, for your posture because they work with your core muscles. Your pelvic floor needs to be active to have a good posture. Uh, it holds your organs up. So sometimes you will hear women talk about prolapse and those are when your organs are descending. Um, so your pelvic floor will help hold everything up. Uh, I say help because it's not the only thing that right. needs to be working. And sometimes we think that because of Kegels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the other things that the, the pelvic floor does is help with orgasm. Um, oh, wow. So those muscles are the ones that attach uh, to our clitoris and they attach to our, our organs. So if our pelvic floor is not that strong, it's going to be hard to have orgasm. And oftentimes people come and see me to, because they have leaks, but they also at one point say, oh, well, I've never knew, you know, that I could have that type of pleasure or, <laughs> you know, they lost pleasure at one point after having babies. And it's often your pelvic floor fall because it's not working as, as it should. Okay. So, so, so leaking is a big issue. Should, should moms be leaking at all urine? Like, what's a no. red flag that a mom should know about listening to this? Like, ooh, maybe I should do something for my pelvic floor, um, but but I'm not really sure if I need to. So what are the yes. red flags? Well, you know, one red flag is leaking for sure. Um while leaking, one out of two women will have leaks at one point of their life. So I'm so happy we're talking about this <laughs> That's today. a lot. Uh, that's it's a lot. Us? <laughs> yes. So on all the women that you know. One out of two, uh, will have leaks at one point in their life. So it, it, it's, so that's why, you know, I started talking about this because I had leaks after having a baby and I didn't really know it was a thing, even though I was a physical therapist and I should know more about muscles. The pelvic floor is even taboo in university. <laughs> so it's this not is talked really about. good to know. And so is leaking okay when we sneeze? Is leaking okay when we run or is leaking should just not be happening at all? Leaking should not be happening at all. What leaking is a symptom. So your body is telling you that there is something wrong (laughs) and, you know, we need to figure out what's happening. Uh, There might be different reasons to leaking, but leaking when you run, when you jump, when you sneeze. Sorry, my dog is making noise (laughs) in the back. Um, So this is like, you can understand that when those activities happen is that you have added pressure in your abdomen. You know, when you sneeze, there's added pressure. When you jump, there's added pressure. And this puts pressure on your 
your bladder and on your pelvic floor. Um, so your pelvic floor should be able to hold everything up. But it's not only your pelvic floor, it should also be your pelvic floor working with your rest of your body gotcha. to hold everything up to make sure that when you sneeze, the pressure goes back up and not goes down into your pelvic floor. So you should never leak. Your pelvic floor should be able to hold it and the pressure should go up. But when we are pregnant, our posture changes yeah. and then we I mean, are... our whole bodies our, change, right? I was just looking yes. at a cartoon the other day of how the organs get all moved around and smushed. So no wonder um, there are so many reels and mom jokes about leaking happening for sneezes and laughter. And so it's good to know that like you should actually go get help for that. Yes, there's something to do about it. You don't have to you don't live have with to. it. Okay, yes. that's good to know. And to answer your other question about Kegels, mm-hmm. Kegels was the doctor who first started talking about exercise for those muscles. Okay. So Dr. Kegels, who was born in the 1800. So it's been a while. And <laughs> yeah. at that point, you know, women were not that they didn't have their place as much in society. So, you know, it was just an exercise for the group of muscles to, to strengthen it. Um, but now that, now what we know is that, well, first the pelvic floor works with the rest of our core muscles, but also there's 14 muscles there. Wow. So they do, they all do different things. Um, so just doing kegels, if it's, if you have tried it, because that's what Dr. Google will tell you if you Google yeah, that you, leak, you will you will, you will find <laughs> kegels. Um, but, you know, if they haven't worked for you, you might not have been doing them well because that happens. It's hard to figure out, you know, how to contract those muscles because mm-hmm. they're down there. We don't see them. It's we a don't weird see their awareness, movements. right? Like it's hard yes. enough for me to remember how to contract my um, my tricep when I'm doing like weightlifting and I know where my tricep is and I can touch my yes. tricep. Um. You can touch it. You can see it. Yeah. There's different feedback for you, but the pelvic floor, it's hard to find the right feedback. Um, and there's even one out of two women won't do them well. They will push down instead of lifting up huh. and they won't know they're doing it. And a lot of women think that they, they, they're not doing it, but I was doing that. I was a physical therapist. I was very aware of my body, but after giving birth, this part of my body, I wasn't aware of. So I was trying to do kegels mm-hmm. because I didn't want to see one of my colleagues. And, um, and I was bearing down instead of lifting up and I thought I was doing exercise. And then, you know, it made everything worse. <laughs> um, so it's really important to, um, to learn to really connect with your body, yeah. to know what your body is supposed to do. And it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. It's just that you need to know how to do it. And are kegels the right move for everybody too? Like I don't, they're not right. Like for some people, kegels can do harm based on how their body is, right? Yes. Well, if you think about, you know, your bicep and Mm -hmm. when you bend your arm, um, some people, you know, your bicep in order to be very healthy, it it needs to have, you know, to go long and have your your arm extended and then it has to go to bend all the way through. Some people their pelvic floor is very tight because because they're scared of having leaks because they're feeling the pressure and their pelvic floor is overactive. It's always working to hold everything up and then they're starting with their elbow half bent. And if you want to gain strength on that, well then you you know if you bend only half of the length of yeah. your elbow, it won't be as strong. 
So what you need to think about is that if you do kegels, it won't help you because you don't have your whole length. So it's important to know if your pelvic floor has its whole length or if it does not. And then you can work on lengthening it and then contracting it. But maybe your pelvic floor is really strong and doesn't need kegels at all. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just needs to lengthen and be able to do its job and be helped by the abdominals and the back muscles because sometimes our abdominals are not doing their job and it's our pelvic floor that is working over time. There so kegels go. won't help in that in that case. Okay, so so say we decide that we need help. Where do we go first or what can we do? Coach us through this, Julie, because this is such a topic that like people don't talk about. Like we may go get our yearly exams with our doctors, but I don't think anyone's ever asked me if I have leaking problems. Yeah, the doctors have the taboo too, so they don't really <laughs> talk about it either. I've talked with different doctors and, you know, they, I'm like, one out of two women, really, well, you need to ask that question. And, but, you know, women don't really like to talk about it. Well, did you ask? <laughs> right, you know? like, you're the doctor, please help us. <laughs> yes, because, you know, they feel like, and a lot of women think it's normal. So they right. won't really go and get an tell their doctors because they feel it's part of aging or it's part of having a baby. So we really need to talk about it. But the first, the first thing you need to do, I think, is connect with your body. Um, my approach is a bit different than a physical therapist, even though I am a physical therapist. Yeah. I've changed a little bit my approach because... Um, a lot of time in physical therapy, we focus on the muscles and we don't focus about the system. So really how everything works together. Um, so what I've changed with the years, the, the reason I've changed, I, I will have to tell you, is yeah. because I did physical therapy for my first two kids and it worked pretty well. At my third kid, it didn't work. Oh. I was doing all my physical therapy exercises and I was still having leaks after sneezing. And I was very frustrated because I couldn't be the physical therapist that was leaking. You know, it didn't make sense to me. I wouldn't feel right, so you know, to help women. You're the expert. Yeah. <laughs> And what I was doing didn't work. And that was what I was teaching, you know, my clients. So I went out, you know, and learned about yoga therapy and low pressure fitness to really make sure that was, you know, activating my whole body together. I was a little bit more, always a little bit more holistic in my approach, but I needed something more for myself. Um, to make sure to I get my body back, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to being active and working together. So only when I did low pressure fitness that I really was able to relieve the pressure from my pelvic floor. And probably your next question is, what is low pressure exactly. fitness? Exactly. I was like, wait a second. I know it might impact, but I have never heard low pressure fitness ever. Okay. Um, so low pressure fitness is a movement-based um fitness, so a little bit like yoga. And it comes from uh, Spain, so it was taught a lot in Spanish first, and now it's coming slowly into the United States. Um, and the low pressure is low pressure into your abdomen. Um, so really uh, relieving the pressure from our different activities that we have in our daily life in our abdomen. Because in the end, if you have more pressure in your abdomen, it, it's your pelvic floor that's holding everything because it's at the bottom and holding everything. But, you know, 
in our modern world, we look at our phones, our head is a little bit forward, or we are seated in the car and we are uh, leaning in the back, so we add pressure in our abdomen. And what low-pressure fitness does, it really strengthens your upper body to make sure that it holds itself. Huh. We have all the muscles. So there's muscles in between our ribs that should hold our ribs up. There's muscles, you know, in our to hold our upper body up yeah. so it stops putting all the pressure on our abdomen and then on our pelvic floor. So once I discovered this, wow, and I was able to hold my upper body better. Yeah. <laughs> You're really so it really made a big difference. Yeah, like we we and then I'm sure that holding like a 20 pound baby throws you off from this too. Like all the things that moms do, double carrying the grocery bags and hiking your hip out to hold that laundry basket. Like we're throwing ourselves out of this yes. best posture all the time. Yes. And, and we feel like, well, we cannot hold that posture all the time, but if we train it and it's not that complicated, if we train it, then, you know, we become stronger and we can use it in our daily lives. And new moms, you know, when, even when your baby is small, you know, we put our baby, uh, on our shoulder yep. and then, you know, and then we just lean back a little bit. But when you lean back a little bit, you put a lot of pressure in your pelvic floor. <laughs> it could also come out as back pain okay. because, you know, so, so depending on where your weakest link is, so you know you could have urine leaks, but you had you could have also the diastasis, the little mum pooch that we have yeah. in front, and those are the muscles that open up and don't close as well after having a baby. But if the pressure is always going there, it's really hard to go back to normal yeah. for those muscles, and could also have back pain. So when we learn to hold our upper body up then, you know, it helps our lower body to do its job again and be able to hold our posture pain-free, leak-free, And have great free. sex. <laughs> like, you want to enjoy. Sex. <laughs> like, come on. Like, there, you got to remember that benefit too, ladies. Like, as much as it may feel taboo to talk about, like, there is some big benefits here for you. Okay, so yes. so how do we do this? So you've explained low pressure. So is there something a mom can do at home? Or does she need to find an expert? What do we do next? Well, it's always easier to work with an expert, for yes. sure, to really <laughs> learn how to connect with our body. Yeah, um, this so is an area we are all trained differently, for sure. Yes, <laughs> we are all trained differently. So for me, my approach became very holistic and really helping women connect with their body. Uh, so my first step is really through breathing. We reconnect with our pelvic floor because... When we have problems down there, what we tend to do is forget about it. You know, we tend to, you know, women will wear pads or we, our brain will disconnect a little bit with our, mm -hmm. with our body and try not to listen to it as much. Um, so we need to really reconnect and learn when those problems occur. Okay. Um, so, you know, the first step in your house, what you can do is really see when do you have leaks? You know, is it when you run, when you jump, or is it when you uh, put your keys into the keyhole coming back home, uh, then you have to run to the restroom. Oh, so this so is a urgency. different type, the urgency. Yeah. So this is a bit different, uh, but we still need to support our upper body so it stops pressing uh, and then we can work with the urgency. Um, so there's, it's a bit different, the, the approach, but it's important to talk about it. So we need to figure out what is happening to really make sure that we have the right path. Um, 
and then we can change the habits. So uh, there's different habits that we don't know that we're doing. So some women, uh, when they go to the restroom, especially when we have, we have little kids, you know, uh-huh. we don't want to spend too much time there because <laughs> yep. they're waiting for us on the other side. Oh, so yeah, I mean, some women, the number of disasters <laughs> that have happened in my house while I went to the bathroom, right? Like that's when the yeah. glitter gets spilled all over the floor. <laughs> for sure, you know, or, or they are on the other side, like asking for, you know, oh, something yeah. that they can wait a couple of minutes. Or writing on the walls, like <laughs> moms know, yeah, bathroom time yes. has to be fast. <laughs> So some moms, you know, will hover over the toilet, not even time, take the time to sit. Uh-huh. But when you do that, your pelvic floor is active. And when you're on the toilet, you should really relax your pelvic floor. So, you know, one of the time that you're not lengthening it again, or they will bear down. You, know, They will sit down, but they would push very hard to go you know, as fast as they can. But when they do that, they uh, they weaken their pelvic floor. So there's all those little habits. And there's things you've been doing since we were kids, you know, um, going pee just in case, you know, we're going for a long drive, but please go pee before we go. Um, but when you do that, you're not listening to your bladder. Oh. You're not listening to your body. <laughs> um, so so I always that do be something this we stop at our house, Julie, after like a certain age of potty training? I think it's important to make sure that we listen to our body. Okay. You know, when we go for a really, really long drive, I do tell my kids yeah. to go. But when, you know, I or I ask them how long ago they've been, you know, uh-huh. to make sure, you know, that I am not. Because our bladder needs to be filled up completely before they get emptied. And if we always go just in case, sometimes our bladder doesn't understand that it needs to fill up again. Gotcha. Then you will create urgencies. That's so okay. It's important this is too. important too. This I <laughs> I'm going to change some of my words with my kids. This is good. So so there's many and I have many examples which is that you know it would take too long. But those are this this is the second step, you know. Once you you see what is happening, then you have to notice those little habits and this is when you see the greatest results. So when I was seeing people one-on-one, after just one meeting, they would get results really quickly because we would work on those habits really quickly and make sure that we are not doing anything that harms our body without knowing it. And this is where you get the greatest results. It's just that we don't know about it. Yeah, it really sounds like it's important to acknowledge that there might be a problem and then track it. Um, just like when you don't want to acknowledge that, like, you know, your kid is waking you up, but you're not really sure how often they're waking you up, right? So much of life, if we just ignore it, we think it's going to go away, like you said, but it, it won't. Yeah. We have to really know um, what's happening. Unfortunately, it's really rare that it results by itself. You know, it's a symptom. So sometimes your body will give you other symptoms. Um, <laughs> so it's just going to get a little bit worse continu- yes. consistently, yes. huh? <laughs> Yes, unfortunately. And you can understand that the first two parts that I talked about, there's no exercise in there. So we're not talking about kegels. No, we're talking not at about all bringing yet. awareness, uh, doing the habits. And, and those are things that can be easily done, you know, at home. Um, and, and just talking about it with your girlfriends <laughs> to bring awareness <laughs> that you need to do this, you know, um, and because we're not talking about it. 
but no, but there's been, there's so many people that I know, like once I do start this conversation, I've had it a couple of times, especially with other female runners about like, Hey, have you seen a pelvic floor doctor? Like, or how long did you wait after exercising after that kid? Like slow it Mm -hmm. down a little bit. Um, yeah, we are also very, well, I was very active before my kids and I was playing ultimate frisbee. So, you know, a lot of running, yeah, jumping, all running. running. Yeah. Yes. So it's, uh, so I was leaking, but I was like, I don't care. I want to get back to my sports now, you know, and I don't even know if I would have listened, you know, even though, you know, I'm further yeah. <laughs> from there, but I, I, I was really into my mind that I needed to get back to my sports, you know, that I let go while I was pregnant, you know, um, but I think it's important to let your body heal and get the control back because, you know, your your abs are getting back together. You know, they're, they're closing up. Your pelvic floor needs to return to its normal function. And when we are recovering from our posture being pregnant, when we lean back backwards, we need to give us time to get back on top of our pelvis <laughs> with our ribs and make sure that, you know, everything is working together. And while we do that, we're still taking care of a little human that we carry around. We yep. have extra laundry. There's so many things that we do. So if we need to give time a little bit to to make sure that everything gets back to normal what's a good recovery window for a mom is there like a minimum or maximum like if they are having problems still by the by the time this long after having a baby they should definitely go speak up well i'm in the <laughs> what i think <laughs> yeah uh, it, it, is that Every woman should think about their pelvic floor after having a baby, you know, after their doctor gives them their okay, they should, you know, make sure that everything is going back to normal down there. And the doctor says it's okay a little bit more quickly than what our body is Uh ready to go back to sports. Yeah, I think it's what, six to eight weeks, most people get a clear. Yes. And that's really not long. Well, you, you shouldn't go back to running after six to eight weeks, for sure. If you haven't been done doing exercise for your pelvic floor or reconnecting with your pelvic floor, you know, if you go run, it will just add pressure to your pelvic floor. And then, you know, if your pelvic floor is weak after it might, after a while, it might be just overactive because you're just pressing on it yeah. all the time. And then it just wants, your pelvic floor wants to please you. So it will work <laughs> over time for you, but then it might give you pain. It might give you leaks. Um, so everybody's different. So, but I think it's important to respect it a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> a little bit longer. And the example that I give often is if you have an ankle sprain, you know, you won't start running on it you know, right away, right. you know, you might wear a brace, you know, mm-hmm. going slowly to it. Well, it's the same thing after having a baby, you know, your, your pelvic floor muscles might have, you know, you might have a tear down there. You have to recover from it. Uh, so your muscle need a little bit of time to make sure that they can go back to their jobs and really hold you better and not give you any symptoms. Um, so if you're not seeing somebody for your pelvic floor quickly after your doctor, I, I would say that if you had leaks for three months, yeah, then, you know, you should seek help. You know, you should seek somebody to help you uh, figure out what is happening because leaking is a symptom. It's not just part of light. That's- it's a symptom that something is not working together. It's not something that is... Uh, life threatening, yeah. um, uh, for the most case, but 
you know, it's, um, it's something that you need to take care of. Is there an age, like, say your child's like 40 years old or 10 years old, right? Is there an age that makes it too late to fix this, Julie? It's never too late. It's never too late. It might take longer to see results if you have been having trouble, you know, for a long time, but it's never too late because it's muscles. So you're learning new habits of things you have been doing for a long time, you know, without knowing. Um, and then we train those muscles. We train your muscles to work back together. Sometimes it's your posture that, you know, you've been putting pressure <laughs> on your back and pelvic floor for so long, you know, that, you know, you just need to release it and make sure that your muscles work together to keep it. Because even though we all know how to stand straight, well, you know, it's hard to hold it. Well, you know, I was saying it and I'm like, well, maybe not. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we, we think all these things are intuitive and then we realize, oh, I've been doing this wrong. Like, because it's somewhere I learned how to compensate for something that felt bad. And then that becomes your new normal. And and then there's all sorts of dominoes. Yes, you're so right. Well, and, and then, you know, there's all the media and all the things that we see in ads. You know, there's some different devices that you can put in front of your, you know, like a backpack. Yeah. You know, you put it in front of oh, your yeah, shoulders the and chest then it, thing. yes, but what it does is it really brings your shoulders back, but it opens your ribs. So then your ribs are not on top of your pelvis anymore. And, and then, you know, it creates all kinds of other problems. So we really think you have to think that our ribs are supposed to be on top of our pelvis to make it simple. Um, and then you need to grow, you know, you need to really uh, grow taller and not straighter going into, you know, backwards <laughs> to stand straight. So um, I, I've been watching uh, Miss Maisel with my, yeah. my husband because I, I saw it once and he didn't see it. And I said, you need to watch it. But they always say tits up, you know, yes. and, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but then it brings your shoulder back and it's yeah. not the right posture. Uh, so you're right. People don't necessarily don't really know how know. to stand straight. Like I know that my <laughs> friends and I um, glamorized. Oh, goodness. What's the movie? Legally Blonde. She does the bend and snap to get the right posture to have male attention. I was like, that's not really great posture either. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so we don't know, but, and posture is so important because it, it does have an impact on our confidence and how we show up, you know, this type of posture having our shoulder back will bring confidence for sure because it opens up everything. But if you grow, it will also have a good impact on your on your mood and everything. So so it is important. You know, like if we hunch forward, mm -hmm. it doesn't make us feel confident. So no. it has so many ripple effects to, you know, take care of your posture. Uh, you know, on your pelvic floor, on your confidence and the way you show up and on every little bits of aches and pain that we can have because our posture is not great all the time. So can you, and it doesn't have to be great all the time. You know, I, oh, I yeah, do I mean, sit in my couch be, and right? be, <laughs> yeah. like we're going to relax. We're going to slouch at some point. We're going to, and we need to move, you know, moving is part, it's really important. So it's not staying straight all the time. It's having our muscles being able to hold that posture. So then when we hold our, our babies or we, empty the dishwasher, our muscles are working the right way together. So that's really, you know, really my objective functional. with my, yeah. yes, you know, so it's learning how to relearning how to make your muscles work together so that, you know, everything you do in your life 
they are active. So whatever, whatever your life looks like. So you can be a runner. This will be very helpful for you. But if you don't like running, but you have all those chores in your house, you know, right. this can if you be have to go up and down the stairs too. carrying a laundry basket, you need to know this too. Yes. Just living, carrying the groceries, like. So, yeah, the top three reasons why a mom should be brave enough to ask for help, especially if it's just for leaks. I mean, I say just because it's common, like we should go do it. (laughs) Yes. So there's different symptoms that you can have. But if it's if you're having leaks, leaks can have so many impacts on your life. So on confidence, especially. So some women will stop going out because they have leaks or they have to carry an extra pair of pants or they have to carry, uh, um, you know, a change of clothes or they will just leave if they have leaks and mm-hmm. they, they, they will miss out on life. Um, some women won't go to Disney World, you know, <laughs> to stand in line because yeah. standing in line for so long uh, makes it complicated or they have to choose their clothes, you know, differently because they have to make sure nobody will see if they're wearing a pad or if they ha- are having leaks. So, you know, on confidence, yeah. it has a big impact. On health itself, well, your pelvic floor is a big part of your core muscles. So back pain, um, the, the diastasis, your pelvic floor really works with your, the rest of your body. So if you have a stronger pelvic floor that works with the rest, um, it will prevent a lot of aches and pains. So yeah, it, I that think it's really important to living. Yes. That we want, you know, we all want to age, you said it earlier, uh, to age well, and it will make a difference if your pelvic floor is strong. Um, and you know, on, on, well, not having lease, you know, (laughs) just being (laughs) able to enjoy life and go out with your friends and laugh and not having the sensation that you're having about that anymore. Yes. You know, you know, laughing so hard to say that, Oh, I just peed in my pants. Well, you know, it's funny to say it because you really laughed out loud. But at one point, you know, you would like to be able to laugh out loud without, you know, peeing your pants or having a cold and then, you know, sneezing a lot yeah. and not having any symptoms. Um, and that's often when people reach out to me. They're having a cold and then their symptoms become a little bit bigger. Oh. And then they're like, okay, I cannot take it anymore. I now I need to take care this. of it. Like this is the tipping point. Huh? Yes. So I think what's sad is that women wait until that tipping point. You know, they will, they will manage around symptoms mm-hmm. for a long time because they don't take care of themselves first. We all take care of our family first. Yeah. Uh, but taking a lot of them will say, I should have done this sooner, you know, because I didn't know it, it wasn't that complicated. And, you know, I would have prevented me from not going on a trampoline with my kids, not going to the right. park or running with them, you know, running after a toddler, bend forward. Um, it does put a lot of pressure on the There's pelvic floor. There's a lot of pressure on our pelvic floor, just being moms, like, yeah, just the living part and taking care of those little humans. There's a lot yes. going on. Oh, yes. well, and, thank and you. having a healthy, a healthy pelvic floor also, you know, you have to breathe better if you have a holistic approach yeah. and it helps also on stress, you know, so if you have a healthier pelvic floor, it will also help with stress issues. So, you know, we all need a healthier pelvic we floor. We do. <laughs> Thank you for taking the taboo out of this and talking with us and helping us feel brave enough to ask the right questions and just say that we need help and we can get help from you 
Um, where do you live online, Julie? How can we best reach out to you? So, um, so now I have an online program to help women holistically take care of their pelvic floor to empower them to take care of it. And uh, my website is my name. Okay. So www.juliedemers.com. And, and then the you can notes. find, yeah, yes. We'll put it in so, the so there you can find, um, you can find some free training about the pelvic floor. So if you want to dive a little bit deeper about what it is, you can find some information on my website. Excellent. Well, besides taking care of your pelvic floor, Julie, how else are you offering yourself self-care? That's one of the key questions every episode here. <laughs> well, I'm very aligned with you because I love breathing exercise. Yay. I do them whenever I can, whenever I can think about them, uh, because they are very linked with my pelvic floor. So I'm a lot, <laughs> I'm biased by it. Um, but they have so many great effects. Um, so I love hearing your podcast because you gave me other ideas of, <laughs> of breathing exercises. Um, but yes, you know, when I'm in the car or or, you know, before I get into my day, I do breathing exercise to reconnect with my body. It's not just the pelvic floor. It's just getting back into my body and making sure that I'm not in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good to come home to yourself. That's what it feels yes. like to me. Um, and how are you having fun as a family with your kids? Uh, we're a very outdoorsy family, so we like going on uh, hikes and camping. So that is really our, and you know, it brings us back to nature and connecting together. So yeah. I'm, I'm a lot onto connection. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today and talking about this. And, um, and thanks to my mom for letting me mention the fact that she saw a pelvic floor therapist. And um, yeah, thank you, everyone. And Julie, you are exactly the right mom for your kids. And I'm so glad we got to connect over this today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and bringing the Sabu subject a little bit of shed of light on it. Yeah, we're going to start a revolution where moms can talk about not laughing when other moms pee when they laugh like it's not normal. Let's stop it. Let's help each other yes. out. <laughs> yes. Let's Thank do this. You. <laughs> Seriously, I hope this episode makes you brave enough to go ask for help if you need it. One in two women will need help with their pelvic floor. If it's you, you're not alone. It's time to take care of you. You're exactly the right mom for your kids. Now, let's help you enjoy your life to the fullest. I'm so glad you're here. Text us to a friend. You know they need it. And I hope you have just a good enough day. <laughs>